thank you for tuning in to AnchorCast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to get the latest updates about events, meetings, and uploads. We hope you enjoy today's episode. I know I, I can't be the only one that does this, but um, I follow people on Instagram that I like, I actually like don't like them. Like I don't want to follow them. I hate follow them. Okay, I like don't like their posts, but and it makes me cringe. But I follow them anyway. Did anybody, any one of you guys do that? You hate follow people. Am I the only one? Please. Thank you, man. Gosh, no. You guys want to act like you don't watch one of the most popular TV shows on the planet, and then you don't want to. You want to act like you don't hate. You're sitting next to somebody that you probably hate. Follow, okay? So don't even, don't even right now, okay? But I just I, sometimes I like to follow people because I just go you at their posts, and um, and, and, and I'm just uh, okay. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of being a hater. All right. Those are the facts. Those are the facts. And tonight, we're going to be in John chapter 9. I encourage you to follow along with me. I'm going to be reading John chapter 9, the message version. If you have your Bibles or an app, you can follow on there. Or it's going to be on the screens. If you squint hard enough, you'll be able to see it. So we're going to be right in here, John chapter 9. Walking down the street, Jesus saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, causing him to be born blind? And Jesus said, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There's no such cause effect here. Look instead for what God can do. We need to be energetically at work for the one who sent me here, working while the sun shines. When night falls, the workday is over. For as long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light. I am the world's light. He said this, and then he spit in the dust, made a clay paste with the saliva, rubbed the paste on the blind man's eyes, and said, go wash at the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. The man went and washed and saw. Soon the town was buzzing. His relatives and those who year after year had seen him as a blind man begging were saying, why isn't this the, why isn't this the man we know who sat here and begged? And others said, it's him, all right. But others objected. It's not the same man at all. It just looks like him. And he said, it's me, the very one. And they said, how did your eyes get opened? And he said, a man named Jesus made a paste and rubbed it on my eyes and told me, go to Salome and wash. And I did what he said. When I washed, I saw. So where is he, they asked. I don't know. They marched the man to the Pharisees. This day when Jesus made the paste and healed his blindness was the Sabbath. And the Pharisees grilled him again on how he came to see. And he said, he put a clay paste on my eyes, and I washed, and now I see. And some of the Pharisees said, obviously this man can't be from God. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. And others countered, how can a bad man do miracles? God revealing things like this. And they were split in their ranks. They came back at the blind man, and they said, you're the expert. He opened your eyes. What do you say about him? And he said, he is a prophet. The Jews didn't believe it. They didn't believe the man was blind to begin with. So they called the parents of the man, now bright-eyed with sight. And they asked them, is this your son, the one you say was born blind? So how is it that he now sees? And his parents said, we know he is our son, and we know he was born blind, but we don't know how he 
came to see. Have a clue about who opened his eyes. Why don't you ask him? He's a grown man and can speak for himself. Uh, pause. Do your parents ever do that? You go, hey, mom, I need to see the doctor. And they go, you're a grown person. You call the doctor. You make the appointment. Hated that. I still try and call my mom to make the appointments, and she never does. But anyway, they say, he's a grown man and can speak for himself. And his parents were talking like this because they were intimidated by the Jewish leaders, who already decided that anyone who took a stand that this was the Messiah would be kicked out of the meeting place. And that's why his parents said, ask him, he's a grown man. And they called the man back a second time, and the man who had been blind and told him, give credit to God, we know this man is an imposter. And he replied, I know nothing about that one way or the other, but I know one thing for sure. I was blind, and now I see. They said, what what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he said, I've told you over and over, and you haven't listened. Why do you want to hear it again? Are you so eager to become his disciples? And with that, they jumped all over him. You might be a disciple of that man, but we're disciples of Moses. We know for sure that God spoke to Moses, but we have no idea where this man even comes from. And the man replied, this is amazing. You claim to know nothing about him, but the fact is he opened my eyes. It's well known that God isn't at the beck and call of sinners, but listens carefully to anyone who lives in reverence and does his will. That someone opened the eyes of a man born blind has never been heard of, ever. If this man didn't come from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. And they said, you're nothing but dirt. How dare you take that tone with us? Then they threw him out into the street. And Jesus heard that they had thrown him out and went and found him. And he asked him, do you believe in the Son of Man? And the man said, point him out to me, sir, so that I can believe in him. And Jesus said, you're looking right at him. Don't you recognize my voice? Master, I believe, the man said and worshiped him. Jesus then said, I came into the world to bring everything into the clear light of day, making all the distinctions clear so that those who have never seen will see, and those who have made a great pretense of seeing will be exposed as blind. Some Pharisees overheard him and said, does that mean you're calling us blind? And Jesus said, if you were really blind, you would be blameless. But since you claim to see everything so well, you're accountable for every fault and failure. That was a long passage from John, but I felt like it was important to read that whole story to get the whole scope of things. And I just want to give you a little background. Uh, according to Jewish law, you had to observe the Sabbath, which is a day of rest each week. And God had commanded this day of rest so that we don't get burnt out. And like, that's a good God right there. Can I get an amen? Like, I love my rest. I love a good siesta, you know what I mean? A little nap here and there, maybe all day, who knows? Um, but Jewish law took it so far, as they did with many customs during that time. Like, you couldn't cook on the Sabbath, you couldn't clean, which is nice. I, I wouldn't clean or cook, to be honest. Um, but you can't do a whole lot of anything, really, except for just sit around. And the act of Jesus spitting on the ground and then making a paste with his hands was considered work to the Jewish leaders. And they said, obviously, Jesus can't be from God because he worked on the Sabbath. They wanted to do everything they could to discredit Jesus. And how many times in our lives are we faced with people trying to discredit us? 
oh, she's a youth leader at church now? Well, I, I know she's slept around, so she can't really be a, a Jesus follower. Oh, oh, he's, he's going to church? Well, I heard he did drugs, so I don't know why he thinks he can be a Christian. Let me tell you, don't let people's opinions of you keep you from following Jesus and letting him take you where he wants to take you. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And I have made so many mistakes in my life that I can't even count them. And I know there are people here and people in church that know those mistakes I've made. And when I lead worship or I speak, I know that there are people judging me for who I used to be and not who I am or who I'm trying to be. And I can let that affect me or I can choose to not let the opinions of people trying to discredit me stop me from living the life has got the life God has called me to live now. Because even the perfect human Jesus, not a speck of sin in his life, even he was, try, was constantly trying to be discredited by his haters. Don't be discouraged when you're faced with opposition. When others start seeing the fruit of God's blessing in your life, when they start seeing you do well, there are some that will just want to tear you down. They will hold on to the opinion they formed of you and not see how God has made you new and makes you new every day. Back in this culture and time when this story took place, anyone with a disability, anyone who had a disability, they were seen as less. And we see at the beginning of the story that Jesus' disciples, his followers, asked him this question, who sinned, his parents or, or him? Why, why was he born this way? Because someone who was born with a disability, it was automatically assumed that that person was being punished because of something their parents did or because of something they did. And they were outcasts in society, but, but Jesus answers them, and he says, you're asking the wrong question. <laughs> Pause. How many times have we asked the wrong question? How many times have you asked God why? Why did your grandpa get cancer? Why did that person hurt me? Why am I battling anxiety or depression? But Jesus says that sometimes we're just looking for something or someone to blame. And instead, we should look for what God can do. How many of us would our situations change if we took our focus off of why something happened and focused on what can do in our situation? That was just a quick side note there. Unpause. So Jesus tells him, you're asking the wrong question. And he heals this man and gives him his sight back. And the Jewish leaders would not accept that Jesus was the Messiah. And so they asked this blind man who he healed. They, they, they tried to get him to, they tried to back him in a corner and say that it wasn't Jesus, that Jesus wasn't who he says he was. But this man who was once blind but now could see knew that there was something bigger and better and holy about this man called Jesus. And the Pharisees called this once blind man dirt and threw him out into the street. Jesus had given him his sight back. 
He was no longer cursed by society standards. He had a new, fresh start on life, but there are people who just won't let it go. Who knew that he was once blind, and no matter how much he could see now, they would always treat him like dirt. And there are going to be people, when they see your life turning for the better, when they see you making healthy decisions, they're going to want to drag you down. When you cut off bad friendships, they'll want to remind you that you used to be just like them or worse. And when you tell the people the reason for change in your life, and you proudly say how Jesus was that change, sometimes you're going to get some really hard pushback. And when that happens, don't worry. Don't worry, because Jesus will be right there. When the blind man was thrown out, Jesus came and found him. And he says, don't worry about the haters. He said, haters gonna hate. He says, the haters are the blind ones. The ones who fail to see how God can move and change people like you and I and how he can work miracles in and through us and how he can take us from no chance in hell to forever in his love. The ones who fail to see that are the blind ones. I think so many of us can relate to that. So many of us can relate to having haters in our life. And how many of us can relate to being a hater? The Pharisees weren't just some random dudes. The Pharisees were the brightest of the bunch. They were the religious leaders of the day. They followed God. They taught his word, but they missed the point. They got so caught up in the rules and regulations that they missed the mark. Jesus healed a man from a disability that plagued him all his life. Jesus showed compassion to an outcast, but the Pharisees were too focused on everything else to understand or to acknowledge the power and love. Jesus. And Jesus tells them that they only think they can see, but they are really blind. And ask yourself, I'm asking you, how, how many of us are like the Pharisees where you see someone walk in a church and you start to judge them for what they're wearing or you get so heated because a guy or girl who bullied you in high school is now posting verses on their Instagram? But we have to see how God is changing and working in their lives and how they are maturing and growing just like us. Because we're all on a journey. We're all on a walk as Christians, right? And sometimes we fall, sometimes we get lost, but our job isn't to kick people off the team. It's to help them back up. Our grace and mercy needs to extend like that of Christ, or else we're just like the Pharisees, or else we're missing the whole point of Jesus. And this love and grace needs to extend beyond just those who are Christians, but everyone. Not, this, not just the followers, but our love and grace needs to extend to the haters, and it needs to extend to the not yet.
In the 17th century France, there was a humanist, scho uh, humanist scholar by the name of Moretus, and, and he was an ailing fugitive. He was very sick, and he presented himself to some medical doctors in France, and he was just, he, he was a little tired up. He was wearing some dirty rags, and when the doctors discussed his case, they did it in the language of Latin, assuming that he would not be educated enough to understand them. And, and one of the doctors said, let's try an experiment with this worthless creature. Can you imagine their shock when this seemingly poor homeless man replied also in Latin, why would you call worthless one for which Christ died? All of us are living this thing called life. All of us make some not good choices. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for you. Christ died for you and you and for everyone. Remember that. Love the people that are hard to love. And when you're following Jesus, when you're living with and for Jesus, they're going to be haters. People that are going to want to discredit you and the God you serve, but push through and love them anyway. Even Jesus had the haters. And then recognize when you are being a hater. Remember that you have probably made similar mistakes. Remember that Jesus died for them and loves them just as he loves you. What's supposed to make Christianity, what's supposed to make this place, this community, what's supposed to make us different is love and authenticity. And I believe that. What makes us different from the rest of the world is love and authenticity. Being able to love those different from us, but also being able to recognize how we're so similar in so many ways. Being able to be authentic in the areas of our life where we know we are not perfect. I think sometimes we get caught up in trying to be a perfect Christian and not wanting others to know uh, our pitfalls. And then we get caught up and all of a sudden we're judging other people and we're not really, because we're trying to be all goody, righteous. And if we were just authentic and just real, we would see that we can relate to others. We can see how to Love them authentically. And maybe our haters wouldn't be our haters. They'd be our friends. People wouldn't see us as haters, but they would see us as friends. And real, true followers of Jesus. Let's pray. God, we just give you tonight, Lord, we give you this discussion that's about to take place, God. Lord, we thank you, God, that you live this life. God, that you set an example of what it's like to walk this earth. God, that it may have been thousands of years since you've been here, but God, so many 
things are still the same. God, so many parts of life are still the same, Lord. God, I pray that you give us hearts and eyes to see, God. Or that we wouldn't be blind to the things of you, God. We give you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.